through 25. I've been, I want to thank Reverend Sam Robinson for preaching the gospel last Sunday. Thank God for him. I resume my sermon series, All I Need for Christmas on this Sunday. And Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of God, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Amen. All I need for Christmas is to be in the will of God. I may want to do my own thing. And let's be honest, saints, we do want to do our own thing. But I need to be in the will of God. Lord, bless your word. Bless me to be a blessing. Give us ears to hear your words in my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. No sane, spiritual, sober person can deny the importance and significance of the decisions we make in life. If you are sane, sober, and spiritual, then you have to acknowledge the importance and significance of the decisions we make in our daily lives. Let's be honest with ourselves, people of God. The decisions we make can bless us or they can burden us. The decisions we make can help us or they can hurt us. The decisions we make can enrich our lives or impoverish our lives. The decisions we make can propel us into our destiny or they can prevent us from 
realizing our destiny. The decisions we make can promote us or the decisions we make can demote us. Who among us on this Sunday morning does not have at least three decisions you regret in life that have prevented you from becoming all that God has said you can become. Let's flip the coin, but who among us does not have more than three decisions that we have made led by the Holy Spirit that have helped us realize our destiny, used us as a blessing in the lives of other people, and put a sanctified smile on our faces. Decisions, who to befriend and who to keep our distance from. Decisions, how to manage God's money and whether to stay out of the malls during a pandemic. Decisions, who to date, who to marry, and who to leave in the friend zone. Decisions. Can I preach this? Whether to be politically active and engaged or to act like what happens on earth does not matter because I'm going to heaven anyhow. Decisions. Whether to eat to live, live to eat, how to treat the temple of the Holy Spirit. Decisions. How we treat other people made in the image of God, regardless of their ethnic identity or their lifestyle decisions. What we do with the opportunities that God gives us on a daily basis decisions. What we say about people. How we say what we say to people and even what we say to and about ourselves. Decisions, whether we count the days or make the days count. Decisions, whether we accept Christ as our Savior and Lord and make up in our minds that we are going to serve the Lord and grow to become the saint, not the ain't that God wants me to become decisions. Who among us does not acknowledge the importance and significance of decisions that we make in life? According to this familiar New Testament text, we encounter the importance and significance of allowing God to order our steps, guide our decisions, and not yielding to our own understanding as we make decisions in life. Joseph, a carpenter, a good, holy man, member of the local synagogue, is faced with a significant decision concerning his life, 
his marriage, and I dare say what becomes of his legacy. We know the story. Joseph is engaged or betrothed in the language of the King James to a woman by the name of Mary. Mary and Joseph have been holy, upright, and upstanding. They have just held hands. Amen. And one day, Joseph has some fears concerning Mary's condition. He has noticed that Mary has been acting a little different. When he wants a hug, Mary won't even give him a hug. Notice that Mary's been using the bathroom a lot lately. Her appetite has become rather exotic and different. She wants steak for breakfast. Mary is acting different towards Joseph. Mary has been working out, but Mary is still gaining a few pounds. She's pleasantly plump, easy on the eyes, but Mary is not the same Mary she was six and three months ago. And one day, all the brothers say amen. Mary says the words that most of us never want to hear. We need to talk. And Mary has a look on her face and Joseph has a look on his face and I wish I could preach this the way I wanted to preach it. Joseph, no, he, in his mind, he has not crossed the street. Amen. So Joseph knows because he has not crossed the street, it ain't him. Mary says these words, I'm pregnant. He hadn't crossed the street. Mary not only says that she's pregnant, but Mary says she's been impregnated by the Holy Ghost. Pregnant by the Holy Ghost. And Joseph, all the brothers talk to me, begins to ponder how he is going to press rewind and get out of this before he gets in too deep. He begins to think about who he has to call, has to call the rabbi and cancel the ceremony, has to dialogue with his mama and daddy to tell them there's been a change of plans, has to talk to his best man, his groomsmen, has to talk to the photographer and those who are going to be a part of this celebration. And because Joseph, according to Matthew, is a righteous or just man. Joseph does not want to expose Mary to public humiliation and shame. For those of us who are real, so enough Bible students, we know that 
This couple is betrothed. They are not just merely engaged. This has become a legal civic arrangement. Joseph, as a husband-to-be, has the opportunity to have Mary stoned according to the Levitical law. But Joseph is a good man. Sisters, marry a good man. You don't need a gangster. You don't need a thug. You don't need a hoodlum. You need a good man. Y'all ain't talking to me. Blue collar, white collar, A&T, Howard Hampton. That don't matter. Make sure he's a good man. As a good man, Joseph does not want to embarrass her. Joseph does not want to put her in the slammer. Joseph does not want to see her dead. But Joseph wants to back out with civility, tact, and to keep her reputation intact. Now, Joseph has to be thinking, what was going on with me? This woman has crossed the street, obviously, with somebody else. And if she hadn't crossed the street, then she is in need of help from a psychiatrist. Because if she hadn't crossed the street, she's saying she's pregnant by a ghost. Now, Joseph begins to ponder how he is going to get off on the nearest exit ramp. He goes to sleep. Hadn't been able to sleep good. Gets some sleep. And on this particular night, God blesses him with divine revelation. Joseph, as he is asleep, an angel of the Lord tells Joseph what is contrary to his own thoughts. Joseph Mary has not been unfaithful. She has not crossed the street. More significantly, she is pregnant. And she is pregnant by the Holy Ghost. As a good man who is attuned and in relationship with Almighty God, Joseph, as he wakes up, doesn't yield to his own understanding. Joseph, in the words of Frank Sinatra, does not do his own thing, but Joseph embraces the will of Almighty God. And watch chapel on this Sunday before we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What we need for Christmas is to embrace the will of God for our lives. Let's be honest with ourselves, church. Embracing the will of God is always a challenge and struggle. If embracing the will of God were easy, everybody would do it 24-7, 365. But let's be honest with ourselves on this Sunday morning. For those of us who are serious about our walk with the Lord and trying to grow and become who God wants us to be, we have to admit that we want to do our own thing. And life, the Christian life, is a constant struggle and wrestling match between yielding 
to embracing the will of God and doing my own thing. We want to do what we want to do. Joseph wants to divorce Mary. Joseph don't want to be bothered with this woman who he thinks has been unfaithful to him. If she hadn't been unfaithful, she's off of her God-given rocker. Talk about she's been impregnated by a ghost. I'm good. Yo, it's good. Don't worry about it. Keep the ring. Keep the I'm good. Despite Joseph wanting to do what he wants to do, Joseph embraces the will of Almighty God. And what we need for Christmas, what we need in January, what we need the first quarter of 2021, what we need next year and until the Lord calls us home is to embrace the will of Almighty God. <clears throat> we don't always want to embrace the will of God. During this Christmas season, there are many of us who don't want to embrace the will of God. The will of God requires that I humble myself. The will of God requires that I say no to myself. The will of God requires that I sacrifice. The will of God requires that I go the second mile. The will of God requires that I die to self. The will of God requires that I be a peacemaker. The will of God requires of me some stuff I don't want to do. Go and preach this to the real people, pastor. Yet despite doing what he wants to do, Joseph embraces the will of God. Can I preach this and make it plain? God's will says love one another, but sometimes we want to be indifferent or just polite. God's will says forgive and reconcile, but sometimes we don't want to let stuff go. God's will says grow and mature, but sometimes we want to play juvenile and adult middle school games. God's will says rejoice. Again, I say rejoice, but sometimes we want to major in misery. God's will says give, tithe, but sometimes we would just rather tip and pay dues. God's will says count your blessings and name them one by one. But sometimes we want to count our burdens and not how blessed we are. While the temptation is to do what we want to do, be the captain of our own destiny, the master of our fate, Joseph embraces the will of Almighty God. And I encourage every man and woman who's listening right now, who's going to hear this word, to make up in your mind as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, to embrace the will of God for our lives. If the will of God is for you to stay in Raleigh, then you bloom in the 919 and 984. If the will of God is for you to respond to your call to be a preacher, then you be the best preacher God has called you to be. If the will of God is for you to humble yourself, talk your tail, eat crow pie, eat a crow sandwich and humble pie and reconcile, then you eat that crow sandwich and that humble pie like it's sweet potato pie pie 
If the will of God is for you to forgive, then you forgive. If the will of God is for you to keep your mouth shut, then you keep your mouth shut. If the will of God is for you to go beyond your wildest imaginations and dream a dream you never thought was possible, then you begin to dream and act on the dream that God has given you. Let's make up in our mind to give Jesus the gift of embracing God's will. What is this text? Can I preach this? Y'all give me 10 more minutes. What does this text teach us about embracing the will of God? Embracing the will of God requires that we hear from heaven. Joseph has made up in his mind that he is going to divorce Mary. Use your sanctified imagination. If brothers, if your sisters, if your spouse-to-be had said, brothers in particular, they were pregnant and you hadn't crossed the street and they were pregnant by a ghost. Sisters, if your man said he had gotten Shanene pregnant, Most of us, 99.9% of us, got 99 problems, would say, I'm good. Don't worry about me. I'm good. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. Come on, let me go old school. And in most cases, amen, that is us listening to us. That is us listening to the brothers in the barbershop, the girls in the beauty salon. That's us listening to our bros, our sores. That's us listening to Big Mama. If I were you, I ain't going to be no fool. Man tell you he got Shanaynay pregnant. Woman tell you uh, she pregnant by a ghost. You got to be out of your God-given mind. And Joseph... It's made up in his mind what he's going to do. But thank God for a God of revelation. Thank God that a God we serve, the God we serve, is in the business of revealing his will continuously on an ongoing basis. What makes sense to you and I doesn't always make sense to God. What you and I make up in our minds to do, God has the ultimate trump card called his word and God will make it his duty to make sure you and I hear from heaven. As you and I embrace the will of God, we got to make sure we are hearing from heaven. Not the News and Observer, not the Wall Street Journal, not the USA Today, not 97.5, not 104.3, not Sirius Radio Channel 46, 47, or 48. We got to make sure we are hearing from heaven. 
not ESPN, not CNN, not MSNBC, would we got to make sure we are hearing from heaven. Heaven is the broadcast that we ought to make sure we are tuning into. If you are not listening to the right people, wrong people will be led astray. But whenever you and I listen to God in his word, listen to the preaching of the gospel, listen to the songs of Zion, God has a way of ordering our steps. God has a way of you and I arriving at the place God wants us to be. Let me make it plain for somebody God knows more than we do you and I are finite God is infinite he is alpha and omega he's the beginning and the end God knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning and while you and I are right now in terra firma on December 20th 2020 God knows what's going to happen next week God knows what's going to happen next month God knows what's going to happen at the end of April God knows what's going to happen next year and while you and I are trying to figure it out God is going to work it out but you and I have to hear from heaven slow down don't be in a rush hear from heaven before you move he has to hear from heaven not only does he have to hear from heaven embracing the will of God requires that we adjust our agenda once he has heard from heaven, Joseph is willing to adjust his agenda. He ain't too egomaniacal, too prideful to go back to the barbershop, to go back to the gym, to go back to Big Mama's house and say, you know what? I'm going to marry Mary. I'm going to be with her. You're going to do what? Why? What, what's wrong? Talk to your boy. We need an intervention. Somebody, we need, hey, we need to pull him up. You get him. Bring him to the house. We ain't going to tell him what it's about, but. And Joseph, having heard from heaven, is willing to adjust his agenda. His agenda earlier was to divorce Mary quietly, privately, with discretion as a good man. Amen. But now he's willing to adjust his agenda. And sometimes, watch chapel, embracing the will of God requires that we adjust our agenda. Regardless of the plans we had at graduation, God, amen, somebody, may require you and I to adjust our agenda. I know you like them tall, dark, and handsome, but God may have a different agenda for you. I know you said you're going to marry somebody who looks like this or looks like that, but God may have something different, and you got to adjust your agenda. I know your mama was a lawyer, your daddy was a doctor, but God has given you an opportunity to be a skilled tradesperson, and 
just because your mama and daddy were white collar don't mean you can't be a millionaire as a blue collar person. I know somebody is doing this or somebody is doing that, but just because they are doing that don't, don't mean that's your agenda. You and I have to be willing to be adaptable, flexible, and be willing to adjust our agenda based upon what God says. Can I preach this? If this year has not taught us anything, it should have taught us to be willing to pivot, to be flexible, and adjust our agenda. Maybe, just maybe, I ain't being shady on anybody, but maybe more lives would have been saved had more folk been willing to adjust their agenda. You don't have to go to girls' trip. You don't have to go to Big Mama's house. You don't have to do some of the stuff we've been doing. Sit down or sat down, as Mama said. Come on, talk to me in here and adjust our agenda. Just because you said you were going to do this doesn't mean you have to do it. Adjust your agenda based upon what God says. If God says you're going to do this and not that, do what God says going to do. If God says you're going to be a speech pathologist, not an attorney, you be a speech pathologist. If God says you're going to go to Duke and not Howard, you go to Duke. If God says you're going to go to Hampton and not A&T, you go to Hampton. If God says you're going to be a cosmetologist and own your own business, you be a cosmetologist and own your own business. If God says you're going to move to Atlanta, then you move to Atlanta. If if God says stay right here in Wake County and run for office, you adjust your agenda and do what God says do. God has a plan for you. Stop comparing yourself to Bebe and them. Stop comparing yourself to Shanene and them. God loves you. God got a plan for you and nobody can beat God's plan for you. Let me close. Embracing the will of God requires that we hear from heaven. Embracing the will of God requires that we adjust our agenda. Embracing the will of God requires that we operate in obedience. Joseph wakes up. And when Joseph wakes up, Joseph said he's going to marry Mary. Doesn't matter what they say to do. Doesn't matter how folk talk about him. Doesn't matter how folk call him a fool. Joseph, that ain't your son. How you going to be have a ready-made family? How you going to be with the woman who obviously, if she ain't crazy, she been unfaithful. But Joseph says he's going to obey God anyhow. Can I preach this? And you and I have to grow to the point. We got to be mature enough. We got to put our big girl boots on, our big boy boots on enough that regardless of what they say, we are going to operate in obedience. Joseph marries Mary. He takes Jesus home. He doesn't consummate the marriage until they've said, I do. And he names him Jesus. 
which means Savior. And I'm talking to somebody right now as a close right now. You got to make up in your mind to obey God anyhow. Regardless of what they say, obey God anyhow. Regardless of how they talk about you, obey God anyhow. The blessing is on the other side of your obedience. Once you and I obey God, that's when the windows of heaven open. That's when reconciliation takes place. When you and I obey God, that's when miracles begin to happen. Regardless of what they say, somebody got a testimony. I've learned to obey God and I have no regrets in my life. Life is now sweet. My joy is complete. Heaven is open. Prayers have been answered. Breakthrough has taken place. Miracles are all around me. Blessings are coming down. Because I've obeyed God anyhow. So obey him anyhow. Go on and preach anyhow. Go on and pray anyhow. Go on and serve anyhow. Go on and tithe anyhow. Go on and praise anyhow. Go on do it anyhow. Yeah. And when you do it, you'll be in debt to God. And God will say, I told you so. I got your back. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing. Obey him anyhow. What I need for Christmas is to embrace God's will. God's will for Joseph was different than God's will for Zachariah. God's will for Jesus was different than God's will for John. God's will for Keisha is different than God's will for Adela. God's will for Kimberly is different than God's will for Kalisa. God's will for Rod is different than God's will for Charles. Let me ask somebody this question. Maybe tonight before we go to bed, maybe tomorrow morning the prayer needs to be, God, what is your will for me? God, what is your will for me? I didn't go to college thinking I was going to be a preacher. I was going to be a sports agent. I, I love sports. Y'all know me. I was going to be a PR rep for a professional franchise. I was going to get a box seat ticket. I wasn't going to be no preacher. I wanted to be a good dude, but I didn't want to be no preacher. Look at God. March 18th, 1992. Y'all ain't talking to me. Wouldn't trade nothing for my journey. What is God telling you? Just because your friends are doing that, just because your mama did that, they did that, what is God telling you? There's somebody right now who's not saved, doesn't have a church home. You're not saved. God is telling you, his will for you is to be saved. There's some stuff that ain't, you don't even have to debate it. God wants everybody to be saved. 
If you're not saved, if you don't have a living, breathing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, today's the day for you to accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord. If you don't have a church home, we want you to be a member of the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. We want you to unite with Watch Chapel today. Go to the Contact Us tab, unite with Watch Chapel. We're about to close out. We're going home. We won't be here on Wednesday. We're on a little sabbatical. We'll see you, members, tomorrow evening. Watch out, but I am accentuating the positive. God is growing us in the midst of a pandemic. 177 people. That's as of yesterday. Somebody's going to join today. So I'm claiming 180 by tomorrow. I'm claiming at least three by 12 noon tomorrow. So whatever three you are, God just told me about you. So by the time 6.30 comes tomorrow night, there's going to be 180 people who have united with Watch Chapel. Our budget this year is more than it was last year in a pandemic. Don't tell me what God can't do. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen, amen, amen. Don't tune out, Watch Chapel. We want to recognize and celebrate with our Watch scholars. Amen. God's will is what I want to hear from heaven. Adjust my agenda. Operate in obedience.